0: I'm Paul Wiegraff, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me by Zoom today for our interview with Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV, a senior from Sanford School in Hockessin, Camille Decker. Welcome, Camille. Hi. So <laughs> glad to have you join us today. Uh, In the midst of final exams, I understand you you finished all but one, but the reason Camille is joining us today is because she is the 2020 Poetry Out Loud Delaware State Champion. Uh, Camille, let's talk a little bit first about your background as a student at Sanford School, um, what what you've been studying, what your interests are, and uh, how you got involved in Poetry Out Loud.
1: All right. Well, I guess to start out with my interests in school, I'd say generally I kind of have an interest for everything. I feel like year to year throughout my schooling, I swing back and forth. I love history and then I love English and then I love science and I love math. Um, Generally, I do really have a love for all of those things. Um, and you, you've
0: you been at Sanford School, I understand, since sixth grade, is that right?
1: Yes, sixth grade.
0: <laughs> so you you went through the middle school and the upper school there. I, As um, full disclosure, uh, Camille and I were talking beforehand, I actually am a former teacher at Sanford School back in the early 90s, in a previous career. Uh, so how did you get involved in Poetry Out Loud?
1: I got involved in Poetry Out Loud my freshman year. Um, Everybody at Sanford School in the high school is, uh, they have to participate in Poetry Out Loud. They have to memorize at least one poem and perform it for the class. So that's how I got started in the program itself. But um, they choose winners in the class and then the classes go on and they choose winners from each grade until they have two from each grade plus two extra usually who then compete in a final round. And Every year, I have made it to the final school round.
0: Now, I'm curious: when you com- compete, is there some kind of a public audience that is watching those in competition?
1: The last one, the final school round, the whole school comes to watch us perform. The uh, the other ones, no, it's just the teachers.
0: Now, where do you perform in in the the new theater space? Or
1: yes, the Geibel Theater. Uh-huh. theater.
0: Yeah. Uh, who who are the judges? Is it English teachers or who, who does that?
1: I believe if I remember correctly, it's different teachers every year. Um, I know that uh, last year I had, there was a history teacher on there. So I'm pretty sure they just cycle through and generally do whoever wants to,
0: probably. Okay. Mix them, mix them up. Now, where, where do you get your poems from?
1: The Poetry lab. Le- The Poetry Out Loud website has a really nice um, uh, list of poems and I generally just every year I pick a letter (laughs) that I like think is a fun letter and I click on that letter and I look through that one and that's my first poem and the other ones come very similarly, (laughs) the same.
0: Are are there any parameters for the, or uh, uh, guidance uh, given on what poems to select? Because I would imagine the anthology is pretty uh, pretty broad.
1: Yes. Uh, the first round, there is, or at least at the school level, there isn't really any mandatory parameters. Um, when you get to uh, after the school level to the um, state level, they you do have to have one poem that is less than 25 lines and one poem that was written before the... 20th century I think 20th century
0: so the range I would assume is everything from Shakespeare to Maya Angelou oh yeah yeah Uh, now in your learning these poems uh, were there particular types of poetry that intrigued you more I'm curious because even within those categories there's quite a range
1: definitely generally I've always liked I've always drifted towards poems that were non-rhyming and more monologue-like. I have a background in theater, so it really uh, struck me as an opportunity to kind of treat it almost like a monologue, Um, something that I could say without having to uh, uh, speak in, you know, rhyming couplets, which would be different, but.
0: Now, I'm curious, in your learning the poetry for recitation, uh, did you receive any coaching from anyone, or did, was this entirely on your own?
1: When I got to the school level, um, my English teacher, Brianna Smale, contacted Joan Belanget, who works with a lot of the Poetry Out Loud uh, contestants. She is a poet from Delaware, um, and she did help me uh, finally with my poems. So I pr- I practiced with her a little bit for the school competition, but then I did practice with her again for longer, or at least a longer period of one session uh, for the state competition.
0: Uh, it's interesting that you worked with Joanne. And Joanne and I have had uh, numerous conversations about poetry recitation. She comes at poetry from the background of a poet. Yeah. And I come at poetry from the background in theater, as you mentioned, you have experience. And we've had many conversations about uh Reciting poetry and, and to what degree does uh, does the poetry speak for itself? And to what degree do you incorporate theatrics into into what you're doing? Uh, did she talk about that at all with you about letting okay, the phrase she's used with me is "let the words speak for themselves"? Uh, did did she have any of that kind of direction? I'm trying
1: to think, she definitely. I feel like when I was with her, I was a little bit nervous. So I felt like there was more of her trying to pull more of that out of me.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But I would say, yeah, there was a bit of that, you know, you need to, like, uh, pay attention really to the, the words and how they're crafted and not just the emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, at both the school and at the state level, were there specific criteria that you were being... Uh, judged or scored on
1: well the biggest and the biggest one that they always warn us about is accuracy mm-hmm. that if you miss even if you do a beautiful job and it's like everybody loves it if you miss you know if you replace a few does with ands if you miss a line you will lose a lot of points on that um so that's like the biggest one a lot of missing words uh then the next criteria really is um the interpretation and your performance, your, uh, your use of body language, that's an important one, um, pauses and rhythm, your pace, how slow or fast you are, or how you um, dictate where you become more slow or more fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm curious in, I, I think reading poetry and reciting poetry are, they're two entirely different dynamics, Do you find uh, that your understanding of the poetry changes as you recite it and hear it out loud?
1: Mm. I would say so. I feel like when you speak it, there's definitely, you know, you're putting (laughs) an energy into it, which kind of, I think, reveals something about the words and what energies you're supposed to be putting into it. Things like lines sometimes become more exciting when I'm saying them than when I'm just reading them.
0: Uh, How many students at Sanford, you said all the Sanford students memorized a poem?
1: Yes, high school.
0: Is that grades 9 through 12? So you were competing in a fairly large pool uh, against a fairly large pool of students. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's uh, uh, kudos to you uh, for first winning at, at the level at Sanford School and then winning the state championship. Uh, before I do a, a station break here, uh, why, don't we, why don't we hear one of your poems that you used uh, in the state competition?
1: I would love to. All right. Um, I will perform Double Dutch by Gregory Pardlow. The girls turning double dutch bob and weave like boxers, pulling punches, shadowing each other, sparring across the slack cord casting parabolas in the air. They whip quick as an infant's pulse, and the jumper before she enters the winking nods in time, as if she has a notion to share, waiting her chance to speak but she's anticipating the upbeat, like a band leader counting off the tune they are about to swing into. The jumper stair steps into mid-air as if she's jumping rope in low gravity, training for a lunar mission. Airborne a moment long enough to fit a second thought in, she looks caught in the mouth bones of a fish as she flutter floats into motion like a figure in a stack of time-lapse photos thumbed alive. Once inside, the bells tied to her shoe strings rouse the gods who've lain in the dust since the Dutch acquired Manhattan. How she dances patterns like a dust-heavy bee retracing its travels in scale before the hive. How the whole stunning contraption of girl and rope slaps and scoops like a paddleboat. Her misted skin arranges the light with each adjustment and flex, now heather-hued, now sheen-light, listing on the fulcrum of a wrist and the bare-jutted joints of elbow and knee and the faceted surfaces of muscle, surfaces fracturing and reforming like a sun-tickled sleeve of running water. She makes jewelry of herself and garlands the ground with shadows.
0: Double Dutch by Gregory Pardlow as recited by Camille Decker, the 2020 Poetry Out Loud Delaware State Champion. Camille, let me just uh, quick remind our listeners that you are tuned in to News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOB for Delaware State of the Arts. Camille, the 2020 Poetry Out Loud uh, state champion. Uh, Let's um, move forward a little bit. Uh, You competed in the state competition back in February at the Smyrna Opera House, competing against uh, what, 17 or 18 students, I believe, was the pool, something like that, Uh, and emerged uh, uh, hands down the, uh, the winner of that competition. And with that, you were slated to uh, go to Washington DC for the national finals. Uh, But Delaware's finals were a few weeks before COVID-19 struck the nation in a way we didn't anticipate. At least Delaware was able to get its state finals done. Some of the states never even got to their state finals. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, originally, the plans were for you to go to DC, I think in late April, to compete against uh, uh, 50 some other students uh, representing the 50 st- states plus a couple territories. Uh, that didn't happen. So what kind of adjustments had to be made? Uh, it must have been disappointing for you, I'm sure. But how how did the National Endowment for the Arts and the Poetry Foundation, which are the co-sponsors of uh, Poetry Out Lab, how did they readjust what what how were you handled differently this year
1: well they they all really wanted to give us an experience of showing everybody what we had done and what we could do, so one of the first things they did was they offered us a chance to send in recordings of ourselves doing some doing some of our poems and they would pick one or maybe two, some of our poems um, to go up on the website. Uh, and that was for both the uh, state champion winners and anybody who was going to compete at the state level but didn't get the chance. Um, that was a really cool thing. They also gave us kind of an extra fun thing to do which was they we participated in poetry ourselves So they gave us a chance to write our own poetry, and we could either send in a video of us performing those poems or just send in a document of the written poems. Um, So that was fun. (laughs) The winners of that came out. Congratulations to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they also they also uh, said they're going to send me a T-shirt at some point, which is fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Can't wait for that.
0: Um, And I believe the state champions received some kind of a monetary award, do they not?
1: Yes, Uh, we received an award, (laughs) some money, which was, it was very nice. I know a lot of my friends and like teachers, they were sad for me and they were saying they should split up the award money for all the kids. (laughs) I was like, don't, it's fine. It's okay. But they, they pulled through, you know, everybody was happy to hear that.
0: I, I'm I'm curious. How has uh, I mean, we we know that schools have been closed. What are what are some of the day-to-day impacts uh, for you as as the typical student, and particularly as a senior? As I was driving here to the office to to do this uh, interview, I'm I'm thinking, you know, the signing of yearbooks and and all those routines of of the senior year just have. Been upended. How, how has that all impacted you? And how have, how have the seniors at Sanford sort of been commiserating together but apart?
1: There has been, there are two reactions really. There is the uh, like sad, and like I want to be with my, my year, my grade, I want to do fun things with them. Um, and then there's also the kind of like, well, we're not together and I'm leaving anyway, so goodbye. (laughs) You kind of have those two separate. Um, One really sweet thing that a lot of uh, seniors have been doing, they've been planning things both for other seniors and for teachers. Um, I know some of the seniors at my school drove to all of the teachers' houses and gave them little gifts, which is really sweet.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, that that's, that's really neat. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, what is Sanford doing for graduation?
1: We are going to have a Zoom ceremony on June 5th, but they also hope we can get together by August to have an in-person ceremony to kind of make up for what we've lost.
0: Oh, that, that would be lovely if they can do that. Is, is there still that, uh, the quad there, the little amphitheater there? yes oh that's that's wonderful now we we have a few minutes left so uh before we go on to your future plans why don't we hear another uh another one of the poems that you used in the competition
1: i would love to without further ado this is mingus at the show place by william matthews i was miserable of course, for I was 17, and so I swung into action and wrote a poem. And it was miserable, for that was how I thought poetry worked. You digested experience and shat literature. It was 1960, at the show place long since defunct on West Fourth Street, and I sat at the bar casting beer money from a thin reel of ones, the kid in the city big ears like a puppy. And I knew Mingus was a genius. I knew two other things, but they were wrong as it happened. So I made him look at the poem. There's a lot of that going around, he said. And sweet baby Jesus, he was right. He laughed amiably. He didn't look as if he thought... Bad poems were dangerous, the way some poets do. If they were baseball executives, they'd plot to destroy sandlots everywhere so that the game could be saved from children. Of course, later that night, he fired his pianist in mid-number and flurried him from the stand. We've suffered a diminuendo in personnel, he explained. And the band played on.
0: Thank you. Mingus at the Showplace by William Matthews, recited by Camille Decker. Now, Camille, we've got a couple minutes left, so I would love to uh, hear a little bit about what your future plans are. You're graduating from Sanford School in the next few weeks. And if I remember right, Sanford's slogan tagline is, No Talent Lies Latent. It is. Am I right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What a memory I have. (laughs) <laughs> your talent lies latent, and I think you are a shining example of that, having done a beautiful job with this poetry. But I understand your future plans are going to take you academically in a slightly different direction. What, what are your plans coming up?
1: Well, I'm going to the Rochester Institute of Technology, and I'm planning on majoring in computer science. So, yes, not quite as attached to the humanities as you would expect a poetry lover to be.
0: <laughs> and and what, is your, what is your interest, your fascination in computer science? Do you, you have a particular direction you're interested in going programming or, or what? Yeah.
1: I do enjoy computer programming. One of the things that really draws me to computer science is actually that it's so language-based that it's really like this lovely mixture of like science and mathematics with the humanities, which is like, it feels so perfect because I love all of those things. Um, I love the idea of making things easier, which seems like such a like simple thing, but it really does spur me on when I see something that online, especially, that I think could be more well-placed. I like the idea of writing websites, but I also like that computer science can be applied to so many different subjects. For example, animation, Mm -hmm. which I grew up loving and would love to learn more about, seeing as RIT has a pretty, well, (laughs) good animation program.
0: Well and I think more and more what you what you're articulating is that connection between the arts and the sciences that there's uh, especially in a digital world there's so much more of that now. Uh, well we have about a minute left so I'm I'm uh one final question for you where do you see your love of poetry fitting into your future?
1: Hmm. Well, I think There's always time to, like, detach from everything else in the world and sit back and read some poems and think about what they mean, whether they're easy to decipher or really difficult. Um, They're definitely a good respite from the more, uh, (laughs) real world, you know, expectations that you have to take care of every day. So I think it will always have that place uh, for me in that way.
0: And with that, Camille, I think it's time to sign off. Camille Decker, senior from Sanford School, heading off to RIT in the fall. Um, our 2020 Poetry Out Loud Delaware State Champion. Camille, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today and hearing uh, some of your poetry recitation. Thanks for joining
1: us. Thank you.